Okay, welcome everybody to Sports Focus. I'm going to be your host, Frank, and alongside me, just Frank, just Frank, nothing else. You're coming up with surnames for me as the show goes on. But alongside me today is um, Manchester United fanatic Anton. How has your day been? My day has been great. I woke up feeling nice today. I have football on my mind and my mind on football, so let's get this talk going. Okay, okay, let's 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 keep it short because uh, you plan on messing you up throughout the entirety of the show. And um, we're going to start off with straight to business. Um, obviously, the Premier League has started um, <clears throat> training La Liga two, and then the Serie A Germany has already started their league. And um, reports have come in that contact training will also start for Premier League teams. Also, uh, so m- my question is this. Do you are you in support of the the league restarting? Well, speaking from a fan point of view, I want to watch football. That is all that is on my mind for the past couple weeks. I want to watch Manchester United play. But I want to speak from a professional a, a point of view. I'll say yes, they have to resume because to because for, for them to wait it out. Other t- c- clubs are resuming. Other competitions are resuming. The Bundesliga has already resumed. They've already started playing games. Bayern has already won the league from my perspective. So I'm saying the EPL should resume. Some players are trying to chicken out because they are scared of the virus or whatever. They should know that they're not the only ones playing. Other players are also playing. They're also putting their their own health at risk. So they should stop being scared or something like that. They should play football, play the way it's supposed to be played once and for all. I mean, I, I, okay, okay. You make, you make a valid the valid point really but I don't see it from the medical standpoint because I think before the Premier League or any league really can say that they should start that means they have everything in place to make everybody as safe as possible to play my only issue is I mean I don't see why why start a lot of teams would come into this the break has been so long a lot of chemistry has been lost teams in the relegation battle I mean who knows what will happen to them now they won't have as much motivation to play I mean why come back and face that stretch of I think they are saying nine games in a month and a half or so only to get relegated you know so I I don't know whether it's a risk worth taking for some of them because they, they know that okay we do this and we get relegated and then what next for us you know so for me I think I think the best thing they could have done would just be to to end the league. Don't give anybody the title. Then that is null and void. And then when everything comes back to normal, then we can start afresh. For me, I think that would have been the best option. Listen to this. As delicious as it sounds for Liverpool to lose the title, because I would really love that. You have to take into fact that we cannot pity the relegation teams. The EPL now is in a very huge financial void. If they don't play these games and get the small money they get from that TV rights, which is actually a very huge amount of money, they don't get that money. The whole financial market for the Premier League teams will crumble. Small teams will be left to start taking loans to cover up the amount of money that they already started spending on their players. So, my one is, mm. if you look at it from that point of view, eh, the, the teams need the, the money. Most teams need the money. Some big teams need that money from TV rights, from people playing, from merchandise selling. From that, from fans actually wanting to watch the game, the money they get from it is what's going to help them moving forward in, in, in the, the football yeah. scene. 
I mean, I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's okay from what you're saying, but the whole football system is still not going on. There are some leagues that have already been cancelled. Um, I think League 2, that is the lower relegation leagues, have already been cancelled. Some or Most of the female leagues are already going to be closed. So if football is not going on in its entirety, then why the prejudice for the top leagues? Uh, and it's still, there's still an extent of medical risk taken these players going in and playing with each other. And I know that they have tests and everything to make it, I mean, mm-hmm. at least as normal as possible. But uh, I, I really don't know the kind of motivation. And I'm speaking, I'm talking from the perspective of someone who is probably in a relegation battle, like a Watford or a team, one of these teams that are just points above the relegation, the relegation zone. You come in, you play nine games across one and a half months, maybe and then you you eventually drop and go into relegation. It's like, would you would would it have been the case if you didn't do it at all? So I, I know it seems a little bit unfair, especially to Liverpool since they run away with the league. But uh, I, I I think they should have just no football has to go on. We can't pity the relegation teams. They are they are bad teams. That's their own fault. Then as for the lower leagues that got cancelled, they don't have the money to fund them. And they know just having their games won't be enough to fund them. Last time you turned on your TV to watch a, a women's football league was when? And, and never. So the big, the big leagues have to resume so that they can get, so that Premier League as a whole can get enough money to sponsor the next season and the seasons after that. Because right now, they are in a very huge financial void. They have to start taking cuts on players' a, a, a salaries. Then also, looking from the fans' point of view, we can't wait till September to watch another football game. It's just, it's, it's too far. It's way too far. Well, uh, all, all that is true. And, and of course, obviously, the league will most likely start. Uh, dates have already been set for the Serie A and La Liga and the Premier League also have a particular date in mind. So, I mean, so they've already favoured your part of the conversation, but I still think, I, I'm not sure it's a risk worth taking, especially for the teams in lower positions on the table. Okay, we are going to move ahead right now. Um, we, we all know that Timo Werner has had a lot of praise for for Coach Jurgen Klopp, Liverpool Coach Jurgen Klopp, and he seems to have a lot of admiration. I'll, I'll be clear, there is no certainty, there is no official reports coming from Liverpool to say that they have put in a bid or they are monitoring the player, but it seems quite obvious there's been a lot of praise going in back and forth between Jurgen Klopp and Timo Werner. So the question now is, and I would I would like to take first on this one, is whether Timo Werner would be a good fit in Liverpool. And for me, it's, it's a no-brainer because he's he's actually similar to Firmino and more. I I know this sounds a little bit off because I, I, I absolutely love and adore Firmino. I, I like the kind of things he can do playing as a number nine for Liverpool, being just giving Mane and Salah the freedom to score the amount of goals and just play the kind of game that they like to play. But Timo Werner is a proven goal scorer in the German league. He would get them more goals than Firmino does and he also gets assists. He's been in the German league for four years now. He had five assists in his first season and since then he's had seven throughout. So 
is is quite decent in terms of creating chances for them. I think he'd be one of the only strikers that would just go into that Liverpool system and fit perfectly with them. And and for me, if it is if it's something that is possible, then I mean the rest of the Premier League should be. Really well, I will Liverpool. say what, what you think? also said. It's a no-brainer. First of all, it's a no-brainer in, in the negative way because. First of all, you said something about Femino always willing to give goals yeah. to Mane and Salah. But I don't see Timorena doing that. Timorena cannot sacrifice his goal scoring as much as Femino does to allow his other players to play. Secondly, Timorena won't score as much goals as he has been scoring in the past because Salah is a very stingy player. One of the most stingy players in, in the Premier League right now. He only passes when he sees he has no other choice. That, that is why Femino and Mane's goal scoring isn't higher than it is. Salah is a very stingy player. He won't give Timorena the kind of passes he needs. He's going to have to continue depending on Alexander Arnold, like the whole forward has been playing. <laughs> also, Timorena won't fit into that forward three of Mane, Salah, and Timo because Femino has to play. That Liverpool midfield lacks creativity. Timorena is not a creative player. Femino is the only creative minded player in their starting 11. Femino is the only one that goes forward and actually looks for sensible passes to give. Mane is to score goals, Salah is to score goals. Mm-hmm. Fabinho and Wijnaldum are just looking for opportunities to put the ball on their leg once in a while. Femino is the only one that actually tries to facilitate passes. Timo Werner is also a goal scorer, he's a, a poacher. He has the speed to beat the defensive line and, and get the goal, but you can't see him giving passes that will split the defence. Then again, it will all fall back to putting more load on Alexander Arnold at the back. So, what I'm trying to say is, when I won't fit into that, that attack, I don't know. Maybe club can make it work. Oh. But from my point of view, Timorena is not the right player to play up front for them. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Timorena, like I said, has had seven assists in three seasons. And for me, that's creative enough, especially coming from a striker. And I think you're not giving enough cred- credit to Mosala and Sadio Mane in terms of their ability to to create also for the team. I think wait, Salah has eight assists this year, which is not wait, bad you, at all. I think not, about it. There was a game where Mane so, stormed so, up the football I mean, pitch because Salah refused to pass to him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we all saw that, and and those he, kind of he things. Didn't do once three times. Three times. Mane could have had the hat in that game. Salah refused to pass. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. And there's also been games where I've seen Mani up to shoot instead of passing the ball for Salah. And it's all a chemistry issue. And it seems like they've been making it work all this while. That, I mean, nobody's saying anything about that. They won the Champions League last year and we won the West. I'm going on right now. So, but, but my, my, my takeaway from this is, I mean, they need a striker that can get them goals. I, it feels like whatever Mane and Salah is doing for them in terms of goals is enough. But for me, I think I, we know what Firmino can do. Even, I mean, I, I love the guy to death. He plays as a striker, but he's not a striker. And then he keeps on making the defenders look like fools with his first touch and how he can go around players. And it's wonderful to watch. But you said this, Liverpool have zero creativity in that midfield. So let, let's play make-believe now and imagine just absolute speed in front with Timo Werner and Mane on the left and Salah on the right. And then Femino playing as a number 10 with Fabinho and maybe one out of most Captain Jack, um, sorry, Jordan Henderson. And that team, that team is beginning to look like, I mean, who is going to beat that? You know, the amount of crosses 
Alexander Arnold and and Robertson on both sides of the defense can put in. And and for me, I mean, if if you are doing theories here, it looks very very nice. Simona can play from the left. He's, he's not just a central kind of defender. And he's okay, now let me take well. note of what what you said. You said at the start of this your last talk that Mane and Salah have been making this work with where they are playing. That's exactly my point. Watching the way they've been playing this past seasons yes. Simona can't fit into it because the amount of sacrifice that Firmino does for those two to score as much as they do is too much for any other forward that I can think of no other forward we've sacrificed that much so to, to give those two defenders that, that they are. yeah that, I mean Karim Benzema Karim, plays that like that Karim Benzema plays like that because he was playing with Ronaldo he had no other choice he had to give Ronaldo the ball everybody has to give Ronaldo the ball but this one, Afemi is sacrificing for both Mane and Salah. It's not as if he gets the most assists, but he always gives them that freedom to play what they want to play. Timoena won't do that. Timoena comes to the Premier League and plays with Mane and Salah. His goal scoring will drop by a lot. And I mean a whole lot. Also, you have to take into the fact that they signed Takumi Minamino this January. And they are planning on using it this uh, upcoming season. If Minamino is to play, Minamino is to play and join that okay, forward with them then one of them has to drop Firmino or Salah because one of them has to drop to meet because Minamino can play that number 10 position well but he also plays off the left so adding to Moena to that team we have too many forward players all looking to, to score goals and I don't think that is a very good attacking attacking setup or how like yeah yeah I mean Having too many players that want to score goals, there's also like <laughs> there's also like a bad thing to to have in the team. I think Manchester United, I did of one or two players that can score goals and that bogus. Uh, but I mean, I hear what you're saying, and maybe the Minamino thing it, it makes a lot of sense. It looks like he was a really decent player at Salzburg actually, and, and maybe if this season had continued, he might have developed into their system and and found his way into that started lineup because that midfield is devoid. Of any form of creativity, but I'll be damned if you, if you tell me Timoena does not make does not make any team better, especially Liverpool, because it's obvious they need a number the number nine, like a straight up number nine. And I love everything Firmino does, but he can also do that in midfield too. So and probably with a lot more space because Timoena will be pushing the defenders backwards. And and with Liverpool, it's always a space game really. They have a lot of numbers in midfield, and with Firmino dropping deep, is like overwhelming the midfield, and it's almost like there are players everywhere. But I, I get the point you're making. But for me, I think Timoena going to Liverpool uh, that looks like a dangerous. dangerous well, for me, I'll say Barcelona is the better choice for him. They are in need of a Suarez replacement. Messi is always there to give him to the path. He has a Griezmann beside him. I think that's oh. the best possible thing for him to go to. I think Barcelona should try to remove their eyes from Lotaro Martinez and look forward to Timorena. Now, talks have actually been ongoing between both clubs, but Barcelona have not made any official bid. And the president of Inter Milan has also gone out to say that Lotaro Martinez is going for nothing less than the 111 million, which is his release clause. Um, and of course, there's a little technicality to that too, because that 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 money has to be paid between July the first and July the fifteenth, which, which means um, Barcelona have two weeks to make a decision as to whether to make this buy or not. Now, a lot of talks is that he is going to come in there, probably sit on the bench for a year, maybe two, 
and then take over from Luis Suarez, depending on how well Suarez or he himself plays. So my question now is just like the Simona one. How is is it worth the risk? I mean, the money is a lot of money. It's a lot of money to pay for anyone, but is Lazio Martinez? I won't pay that much money to save my sister from kidnappers. How will you pay 111 million for <laughs> There's nothing special about him. There's nothing he has done, especially that will make a team pay 111 million. He has scored just about as much goals as Ryan Sterling. And I don't think I don't think there's anything special. Nothing that makes me pay 111 million for Sterling. I, I think putting that much money on him is really good to put pressure on him to Camp Nou to Barcelona with a hundred million price tag. He, he will start to feel like he's going to co- come there to be a placement, to become the next star, and he's not in his... I've watched him play. He's not in his blood. He's not in his style of play. He goes forward. He's a pastor like Griezmann. He knows how to get goals and provide goals. But I don't really see him mm. being as good as they want him to be. 111 million is too much for him. There are, there are, there are better ways to spend that money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when it comes to the price, I think two of us are pretty much on the same page. The 111 million is, I mean, it's actually too much. But that's that's what football is right now, and that is really close, really. And if Barcelona thinks that he's the player to take them to the next level or replace Suarez, at least, at least, then they would find a way to cough up that amount of money. And and for me, I I like the guy. You you said about him not not getting enough goals. I think about nine goals in the league this year, maybe eleven. Not not sure about that one, but he's a, he's a good player. He's he's like Prisma, like you said. And for me, I think he fits into that Barcelona system of a striker that is willing to let Lionel Messi get ten more goals as he gives scoring ten more goals himself. We've seen this with with a lot of Barcelona strikers over the years, and, and we've talked about this before, Samuel. So maybe. <clears throat> just cutting down on the amount of goals he would have actually scored just to let Lionel Messi get his shine or whatever and David Villa doing the same. And that's probably the reason why Zlatan Ibrahimovic being quite fitting because we, we know Zlatan is not giving goals for anyone. But he fits into that system and Suarez has come into the team and we've seen his assist numbers go, go really high and he's still scoring goals but we, we actually see not the kind, we are not seeing the Suarez that we saw at Liverpool in terms of how goal-hungry he is. So, in terms of that, I think he fits perfectly into just feed Messi the ball or let him do his thing. And this is no, this is no shade on Messi. I know it sounds like it's a shade on Messi because Messi definitely would give him a lot more goals than he's scoring at the moment. So because he fits into the system, it's a yes, he's young. There's a lot of improvement to do, and he has a lot of great players around him to learn for. So for 111 million, I mean, they would probably be looking at it be like, uh, I mean, we just paid something very similar for Osman Dembele and look how it turned out. But I, I think he could be a very good player in two, maybe three years. And and they, okay, see, they do it. If, see if, my point if here now. Is right yeah. for them. Lothar Martinez will be a good player in two to three years. But what Barcelona need is someone that will play for them right now. Because Lionel Messi is 32 years old. In three years' time, I don't think his waist will still be working. They need someone that will play with Messi right now. Right to right now. Lothar Martinez is not that player. <laughs> if they are looking towards the future, they should not be looking to replace Suarez. They should not be looking to replace Messi. Looking for who is the next 
star player, the next all-star player. Because right now, it's only Kylian Mbappe and he has already made his mind set up on going to Real Madrid. So Baka should be looking for which young player will be ready to take Messi's throne there at Camp No, not Suarez. Lothar Martinez is not the player. Spending 111 million on him right now is a waste of funds and money because that money can be used to sign someone that they will need a lot more urgently in future. Yeah, I, I mean, if if you're saying they should find the player to replace Messi, then uh, I don't know if they can ever find the player to replace Messi. I mean, the guy has scored seventy odd goals in his, in a year, and that for me is unreplicable. And no amount of money really is going to buy you the kind of player Lionel Messi is. And I'm pretty sure they spent way less than a hundred and eleven million to get <clears throat> to get Lionel Messi. So. Finding a Lionel Messi replacement is not as easy as it sounds. So the best they can do is what they've been trying to do since they got Neymar to supplement how great the team is. And obviously they sold him and then they got Dembele to fill in those shoes and they got Coutinho to fill in Iniesta's shoes and Griezmann to sort of take the pressure off Suarez. So they're trying to do just trying to put the really good players in and around Messi to see what they can win right now that he's still very good, really. So, so I... I I think Lazio Martinez goes into back and as far as I'm concerned, his performances go up two, three years. As against, like, if, he, if he's an Inter Milan, then in three years, maybe he's a really, really good player. But he goes to Barcelona and instantly, I'm sure he becomes a really good player. So maybe he goes to Barcelona and they win immediately. I, he's the kind of... Now, see what, like what, what I was saying by replacing Lionel Messi. There's literally no other person in the football history that can replace Lionel Messi. And I'll say that any day, anytime, anywhere. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying is they need a player like Messi. <laughs> like someone that plays how Messi plays. For now, the only person I can see that is playing anything similar to that is Jadon Sancho. Or maybe like two seasons ago, Leroy Esani. They need someone that is young like that and play like that, someone that can get goals and get assists. Mm. Right now, signing Lothar Martinez oh. is, is not really the, the right option because the guy has just had one good season, just one. I, I didn't hear of him last year, transfer window. Nobody heard of him. He just played well this season for Inter Milan, so I don't think he's the right player for them. You need to go for someone young like him, but someone that already started making impact for one or two more seasons. That's what I'll say. They should try and put their head in for Timo Werner or Jadon Sancho, someone that can get them immediate results that they are setting of, not someone that had one good season. Because I can tell you lots of players that have had one good season and flopped immediately after that. I can tell you there's a whole long list for that. I know, but this is football and there's an expert, there's there's a level of risk to be taken. I mean, a lot of people thought Real Madrid should have gone to get Hurricane the moment he burst into the scenes. And they're like, no, one season, one dance. Since then, he has been fantastic. And there's, there's also a lot of players like that. I think your Timo Werner moved to Barcelona. Uh, uh, had they gotten in three years ago, I mean, who knows the kind of player he would have been right now. So, so yeah, there's still an uncertainty, obviously, a risk as, as to buy, especially when you're going to spend that amount of money. And look, I'm not saying he's going to be messy or Suarez or anything close, really, because we can't tell. But I'm saying he fits into the system. He fits into the Barcelona way, if you, if you might have it. And he'd be a good buy for them if they think... Another, another player that actually something. looked like he fits into the system was Felipe Coutinho. Also, Usman Dembele. 
before they signed, they look like they will fit into that system. But watching them, we both know they are <laughs> shit. Yes, they have played absolute nonsense for Barcelona, especially with Usman Dembele. So I don't really see. Usman Dembele's problem is not injuries. I think there's something wrong with his with his actual mindset because I don't think anybody that is trying to trying his best to keep fit will be injured that much. There's something wrong with him somewhere else, not just the injuries. My own my what I'm saying is looking at a player saying he looks like he fits into a team doesn't mean he will actually fit into the team. It happens a lot of time. Manchester United signed Radamel Fakao. Fakao only scored two Premier League goals in the whole season. How how does that happen? Even Lingard has scored more. So what I'm trying to say, a player looking like he will fit mm-hmm. might not actually fit. And spending 111 million on a bargain is is not is not really something because he's not worth that much. Everybody knows he's not worth that much. If Inter Milan were open for negotiations, most lot of Martinez would cost is 55 uh, 50. 111 is far too much for him. Okay, that that that's actually a, a very good point, but I think all coaches really that's that's what they consider before they buy a player is would he fit into my system? I, I, I that that's actually the only thing they can say. You watch a player, you see the way he plays, and you say, okay, this kind of player can fit into my system. Jurgen Klopp does it all the time. Newcastle got relegated, and he looked and he was like, oh, I like Jorginho Wijnaldum. Why don't you bring him in here to rush everybody and just pour his heart out on the field. Um, Stoke went for education and he was like, ah, that bootlegged short guy called Shakir, come on in, let's put you as a replacement for Mosala. And, and it's working for for him, it's working for everybody. You see Bernardo Silva at um, Man City and Leroy Sani at Man City too. So, I mean, you can you can list a number of, of ones that are filled, but like I said, that's just football. That's the decisions that the owners of football have to make. It's a risk. But okay. Sometimes it's a risk that pays off. Yeah, so so moving on. Um, <laughs> and this is going to get interesting because I I I know you probably have been waiting for for the moment to roast my top twenty-five list. But today we are going to be we are going to be talking about the top five players on that on that list. Um, <clears throat> your esteemed your esteemed list maker. That is myself, Frank, Ricky, Frank, Fanny, Frank. Still working on the surname for me on that one. Um, <laughs> released a top 25 list, but we're not going to go through top 25 list. But I doubt if listeners can put 25 players on their head like like I can because we all know how smart I am. So we are just going to do the top five. And just before I mention the top five, I think it's important to let everyone listening to know um, what was considered or like the criteria. Let's say the generalization of why the list is this way. So we are considering just this 2019-2020 season, obviously, between when it started and when the whole coronavirus pandemic um, put it to an unfortunate halt. So that's all we are considering. And obviously, um, Neymar has been injured. We've had we've had Hurricane out for most of, I think, more than a month of the end. And Eddie Hazard has been injured multiple times. So a lot of players might have missed the list because of injuries. So those players are not considered. So let's keep an open mind. Um, the top five goes like this. Number one, oh, let's start from number five. Let's, start, let's do that. Let's make it. Number five, obviously, is um, Sadio Mane. 
left winger from Liverpool, who for me has been having a wonderful, wonderful season. Um, he's literally been carrying Liverpool through this wonderful run that they've been having. He's scored, he's scored goals, he's made assists, and he's just played his heart out. He's, he's, for me, has been the best player in the Premier League, maybe just just behind Kevin De Bruyne. But for me, he's been hands down the best player in the Premier League so far. He's played fantastically well and he is at number five. Number four is that tall giant of a man that plays for, for Bayern Munich as a centre forward. And that was Robert Lewandowski who has this I think, 26 goals prior to that to that break. He was on a fantastic run from 11 Champions League goals and we all know what Lewandowski can do. Lewandowski's back to goal is probably the best of any striker I've seen. He backs it to you and it's just one turn and back of the net is is difficult to mark. He looks slow, but his, his first step is is instant and he's just a fantastic player to watch and he, he just knows how to score goals with his head, with his left, with his right. He's a fantastic player. At number three, obviously, the man I had mentioned before, Kevin De Bruyne comes in at number three with his 16 assists this season, accompanying that with eight goals, he's been fantastic for Manchester City, just bossing everyone in midfield and straining passes. And he's had that trademark cross from the edge of the box. He just seems to deliver goals every single time he puts it in. And for me, that's number three. And number two, it's obviously one of the two best players of all time. And that's Cristiano Ronaldo, who went on that, I think, 11 games consecutive goal-scoring streak in Serie A. Uh, he has himself 21 goals this season. He's, he's really been playing really well. I mean, a lot of people say, ah, just three goals in the Champions League, but we know how good he is when, when push comes to shove. So you might want to watch out for Juventus where, when they get to the to, to the real real part of the business. He's been fantastic. Dybala has not really been... He's been in and out of the squad. So he's literally been doing it alone at Juventus and just on top of the list is Anton, your your greatest of all time, Lionel Messi, who has been, and as always, has been fantastic, Lionel Messi. So, yeah, that's my top five. One, Lionel Messi. Two, Cristiano Ronaldo. Number three, the Belgian Kevin De Bruyne. Number well, four, Robert Lewandowski. I don't mean to sound like and a hater, five, but if we are going based on this season, I see no reason why Cristiano Ronaldo should be in the top five list. You're I see no reason why he should be in the top five list. Because even looking at his league oh, wow. performance, he's in the same league with Ciro Immobile. In that same league, Immobile has scored 27 goals and has seven assists. Ronaldo has 21 goals. Ronaldo has 21 goals and three assists. 21 goals and three assists. What, how does that put you in the top five of, of all the players this season? Because he's in the same league with Immobile. Juventus are first last week. He's not a better he's player because there is player. nothing to he's prove a he's a better player, player this season. There's no facts, there's no stats, there's nothing. He has just three goals in the Champions League. He has one league goals. He but went on 10, he went yeah, on 10 or 11, 11, 11 games consecutively scoring goals. Out of those 11 games, he scored, he scored 13 goals in 11 well. games and five were penalties. Five were fucking penalties. So only scored. So Immobile has oh, only scored three penalties out of his twenty-seven goals this season. Twenty-seven whooping Serie goals this season. That is a whole six above Ronaldo, and he still facilitates enough to provide seven assists. What I'm saying is, 
Ronaldo doesn't deserve to be in that top five if you are not putting Immobile over him because Immobile has been the better player than him in the same league this season. So I don't see any reason why Ronaldo should be there. That's not true. I mean, zero, 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 and 27 goals in the league is fantastic for Immobile, and he's topping what he did last year. I think he had 24. So he's really been he's really been banging in the goals this last two years. But Ciro Immobile is in an overachieving Lazio team. The whole team is playing well. And I know Juventus are top of the league right now, but they have they've not been playing well. Dybala has been in and out of the squad. I, I mean, Gonzalo Higuain, does he have five goals this season? I don't think he has five goals this season. For me, that midfield is a mess. And uh, so, say what you want. Cristiano Ronaldo is a better, is a better player than Ciro Immobile. He's left-footed, he's right-footed at the same time. Did you see that go against Sassuolo when he... When he when he literally jumped up and had feet with a bird waiting for the ball to come get to him before he headed it into the back of the net. I, 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 uh, See, just, you don't just, give better players than a spectacular player but I will ignore that one for now. I like how you started this one. You said an overachieving Lazio team. Why are Lazio playing extremely well okay. this season? Why are they playing extremely well this season? Simply because of Immobile. Yes. Immobile is the only reason why they are playing well this because season. The only reason they are playing with this is Lazio is a very poor, stupid team. Mobile has to score 27 goals and 7 assists to keep them within Juventus' range. That is to show you how much of a player he is for his team. He's playing everything for his team. Cristiano Ronaldo is in a Juventus team that literally wins the league every year with or without him. They don't need him to win the league. He's in a Juventus team. They are this year. If I tell you what I say, they are achieving this year because of Ronaldo. They are playing by this I'll say because they are, I'll say they are playing by the because of Ronaldo because now they are trying to he play all their football. So mm-hmm. before Ronaldo was there, they were playing comfortably well. They, they played extremely well with Higuain. Higuain was, was banging in a, a 30 goals a, a season. They were playing well. Dybala was an all-star player. So if he was he was looked at the next Lionel Messi. They were playing well without Ronaldo. Ronaldo came into the team. They had to loan out Higuain to make space for him. So what I'm saying, what I'm saying is they are playing for Ronaldo. They are playing to make Ronaldo play. They are not playing the way Juventus were playing before. But Lazio, Immobile is carrying that team on his back. He's carrying the team on his back. He has 27 has goals and 7 assists. I'm saying that thing every time. He has making it, I think it is something normal. It's not a normal thing. 27 goals and 7 assists. No other forward has that kind of statistics this season. No other forward in the whole, that- in the whole football. Lewandowski has about 30 goals now, I think. Close to 30 goals now. But he has only 3 assists. Elena. Haaland has close to 30 league goals, 30, 26 league goals now, but Haaland has only two league assists. What I'm saying is Immobile has done too much for you to put Ronaldo over him because Ronaldo is not the better player. There's nothing to prove Ronaldo is the better player. Ronaldo is the better player. I'm going to address a few things. You said they've been playing well. Look, we all know what Juventus do to win the league. They are they are very good defensively, and they just find a way to to score goals. I mean, the idea that Ronaldo is not better than Thierry Mobile this year, last year, whenever you want to put it, is just absurd. And the twenty-seven goals, like I said, is really really nice. It's good, but he's not a better player. He doesn't he doesn't have Ronaldo's touch. I mean, Ronaldo does not dribble as much, but I'm sure Ronaldo has more take-ons than him this season. Does not have Ronaldo's leap. Ronaldo is a better athlete, is a better goal scorer. So I, I mean, 
what else does he have to do to make you to make you believe that he's Ronaldo. the best player? Does he need to start taking throwings? I, I I I don't see what the argument. Ronaldo is, is Ronaldo okay. Looking at it, Ronaldo is probably one of the best no players of all time. Like, Last season, two seasons ago, three seasons ago, but he has gotten old. This season, he's not performing as he usually does. He might later pick up towards the end of the season, but that is post-pandemic football, so we can't really add that as anything quantifiable. So, looking at what has already been played this season, how he has already played this season, he's not the reason why Juventus progressed in Champions League. He's scoring 21 league goals for, for them in this year as something that he, he, he grinded normally, steady, like as if it was a nothing. So, looking at what Immobilia has played this season, you have to take, take into note that Immobile is a better player than Ronaldo based on just this season. Based on this season, he's not a better player. And I, I, honestly, I'm beginning to get pissed by you bringing up Gonzalo Higuain. Now, we, we know Gonzalo Higuain can score goals, but Ronaldo practically just pissed him out of that Real Madrid team because they felt, uh, why have Higuain when you have Ronaldo just scoring 120 million goals every single season? So, and he goes to Napoli, has maybe two or three good seasons, goes to Juventus, becomes it, just plays ab, ab, abhorringly bad, goes to Chelsea, has that bad season, goes back to Juventus. It's been a roller coaster ride for Gonzalo Higuain. So, I don't see you bringing him up. Don't know what, why bringing Gonzalo Higuain up has to do with anything. Ronaldo has been better at CEO Immobile. And, and, I, I mean, Okay, why not take Lewandowski out of the list? Why not take Sadio Mane? He's well, saying seven goals, different seven goals. I don't, why, don't put why him over KDB. I don't put him over Lewandowski. Well, I don't put him over Emane. And let me try to remind you of something. Alvaro Morata has scored 25 league goals in, in Syria after playing for Juventus. So I honestly think. Messi has so fucking so yes, I'm comfortable with where Messi is this season. I'm very comfortable with Messi this season. Messi has 19 goals and 12 fucking assists. That is 31 goal combination. That is Lionel Messi is by far the best player. Against Juventus, Messi scored 27 plus 7 is 34. That means Syria is Farmers League extraordinary. Farmers League plus. That's when I'm bringing. In that, that fact, Ronaldo is in the Farmers League and is and he's scoring 21 league goals. So I don't put him in that second. I'll put Kevin De Bruyne over him because Kevin De Bruyne has oh 16 God. assists and eight goals. That is something you have to take. For his center midfielder, it's not as if he's an attacking midfielder because he, he also goes back to help them in defending, go to water in attack, and he has eight goals and 16 assists. I'll put him over Ronaldo any day, anywhere, anytime based on this season. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's, just, that's just a bunch of nonsense. But, but right now, we have to go. I've, I've had a lot of fun today. Um, really good talk with you. And um, hopefully, we 